briefing them one and all on well, oh. oh, this is a good start. We're into the <laughs> positional breakdown series. <laughs> yeah, 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 Brian, you were cutting out there. <laughs> uh, I think we've lost them again. <laughs> we'll try it again. <laughs> oh, oh, no! no. <laughs> Uh, we'll try this again. <laughs> False well, start defense. <laughs> this is not happening. Long, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so guys, I don't know if you may notice, uh, Brian may be having a little bit of technical difficulties tonight. Uh, I don't know why, but um so yeah um so pretty much we're going to be talking about the positional uh breakdown series once again and we're going to go over talk about the corners and that so um i guess that's mike applauding the, the good start to the stream <laughs> so far so i assume that's mike um <laughs> uh so guys how's everyone doing we'll get uh, not too bad once Brian's all sorted, all right. back in. one week close to the season. I know. It's good to yeah. see that Game Pass announced that there's no increase on this year. It's actually so increased. It's actually forty nine I mean. pence a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't spend all at once. <laughs> hey, listen. In fact, actually, no. That's not a Mars bar. I could probably get myself a Fredo a week now with that. <laughs> But you know, seeing saying that though, it's it's not like the NFL to decrease their prices. So let's let's be fair. And when was the last time they decreased anything? So hey ho. Yeah, got to take it where you can. All right. Am my guy back in the land of the living? <laughs> no, this is not happening. He's gone. I think it might be, it could be his internet, I know. Uh, but I saw, uh, oh, there's, there's the godfather himself, Mr. Jamie Smith. Big shout out to him. Um, so yeah, guys, we're going to be talking about corners. Um, Brian's the guy with all the information, so I am literally winging this right now. <laughs> so, as anyone knows, cornerbacks is not my speciality. And I don't think it's yours as well, Lord. So, Graham, I, I, I hate yep. to say it, but you may actually know it the most about this. <laughs> well, what what we can what we can do in the meantime is obviously talk talk through some of the news that's happened this week. Yeah. Um, yeah so obviously, the Cowboys Cowboys have announced their full training camps schedule this week. So that's literally just come out in the last hour and a bit. Yeah. Um, and the, the the other sort of big news from around the league is that the Redskins have been fined ten million dollars um, as a result of their uh, investigation into the culture of the team, uh, both uh, front office and uh, on the field, and in a culture of bullying, harassment, everything like that. So the league have fined them ten million dollars. Um, just quick scan of the the story that's come up that's bloody crazy isn't it? like like 
the whole thing about Washington, I, I, I'm not surprised. Like, I, I wasn't. I'm, I'm actually more surprised the fact that they weren't fined a lot sooner. Do you know what I mean? Because with yeah, the whole allegations that happened before, and you know what Roger Goodell's like. He loves to try and ban players and punish players for like immediately in a way. Like again, like with the Rizique, but no, he seemed to have kind of left that a season after. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, um, but yeah, the opening season schedule is now available for the training camp and that, which is great. Uh, guys, football's back. Football is officially back, pretty much. Yep. Um, we're we're literally what twenty one days out from the start of training camp, so, um, and just just over a month from the Hall of Fame game as well, so, um. That's, that's certainly going to be great for uh, whiling away the hours, especially if you've not got any interest in the Euros that are going on at the moment. So, Well, I, well, I certainly don't. And this, is no, this, <laughs> and this is no dig to Jamie, by the way, but anyone but England, mate, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this, is going, this is going for the free Scotsman here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sorry, apologies, mate. <laughs> It's interesting to like go through a summer where none of our, our players are threatened to hold out. You know, I was hearing the story this afternoon in the ESPN podcast that Stefan Gilmore is planning a hold out. He missed all the, the team activities. He's got one year left on his deal. Aaron Rodgers, we've talked about plenty of times. It's good for like for the Cowboys that have everybody signed up for like an off season and not have to have anybody hanging over the cliff, if you know what I mean. Like in recent years, we've gone through Zeke and Dak, and we didn't know if Coop was going to sign, and then he did sign, and all that kind of stuff. It's good to just have our guys, you know, everybody, everybody on a on a contract that they're quite happy with. Oh right, okay, Jamie. I need to. I I am sorry, but I need to respond to this, Jamie. The fact is, we were just there. We were there to have a good time, and we did. Did our expectation of Scotland to do anything? Nah, we knew we're shit. Where we know we're shit. That's the thing. <laughs> So you, anyone can slide Scotland off. It's perfectly fine because we, at the end of the day, we know we're not over shit. So, and we had a good time and get drunk. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyhow. Um, so, Brian's just sent me the list of all the cornerbacks uh, we're going to go through. Um, so, we'll probably start off with uh, who is likely to... But we'll start with the guy who's on the highest salary right now, which is Anthony Brown. <laughs> According to this, I think I, I, I could be wrong. I think you're right. <laughs> no, he right. is. He is. 5.7... Sorry, 5,750,000. Uh, 5, uh, 5, He's on. And... Uh, I, from reading this, I can't tell what is the... Cap, like, if, if that... What's the salary and what's bonus? I take it that salary and bonus. Uh, yeah, I think the salary is the 4.2. Yeah. And the bonus is a one and a half. I'm just I'm just loading up over the cap. So Yeah, you're right, Lauren. Yeah, right. Right, okay. So yep. now, now we've got that. Right, okay. So, so not so, only is he the highest paid corner, he's also one of the highest paid on the team. <laughs> you know, it, it seems to be... A little, I mean, if I'm honest, a little bit of a sink there. 
Um, that's, that's a scary thought. It's a high salary. It's it's yep. high. You know, it's um, for a guy. For a guy, for for me, I don't really consider as a, a, a proper number one corner. Like, like, is, like, if we were to get someone else in, they could probably do a better job than Anthony Brown. But for what Anthony Brown has done so far, I feel he's done okay. But yep. there's easily a guy that could come in and take his job. I think that type of like. You know, like, if, like, see, for example, like, if we were to draft, like, we didn't draft Micah Parsons and we did manage to get either, um, who was the two corner? I, I completely JC Horn or uh, Patrick Sertan Jr. Uh, yeah, guys. So, if it was even 182, Brown would be back on the like pretty much like second string, but but even for that, but for that price, though, as a second string, you could even even consider like maybe cutting them in terms of potentially cut them based on the salary cap is that maybe something potentially it, it, it is potentially i mean he's second year of a three-year deal if i remember correctly he's also obviously looking at that list he's he's probably the the, the most tenured cowboy uh secondary that we have at the moment um which is a bit scary if you think that he's only been in the league what four or five years yeah um uh We've certainly got our money out of him so far. I mean, he was a what? A f I think he was a fourth round pick, or maybe even a sixth round pick back in twenty sixteen. That's right. Um, sixth round. Know, so we've got our money out of him, but and maybe maybe this change to a cover three scheme might help him because the big criticism of him is he's constantly looking at the quarterback's eyes. Um, so he gets he gets pulled on double moves a lot of the time. If he's if he's facing the quarterback, he'll tend to look at the quarterback and not necessarily look at the receiver. So receiver can always uh, go in, out and up on him. Um, it was certainly a glaring uh, hole that he had back in his rookie season. I mean, you'll remember. I think it was probably Aaron Rodgers who toasted us a couple of times with that that particular sort of route. Um, if not, I think it was Drew Brees. There was some, certainly some game that you know he gave up a couple of big passing plays on that. Um, but I mean, you know, you and the other thing is he's he's normally good for at least one holding call uh, or illegal contact call uh, per game. As as is um, one of the other ones that we'll be talking about, Jordan Lewis as well. Um, wow. Well, funny that you mentioned Jordan Lewis. That was the next guy I was going to bring up on the list. He's also the the second highest earner in the list of corners we've got right now. Yep. Who who's that breathing really loud there? I, don't, I, must, have, <laughs> I must have been hearing things. Uh, so uh, so Jordan Lewis is on just over two two just over two and a half million. So he's on two million six hundred thirty seven. $242. And yeah, so he's on a set. And I think this, like, we we, we signed him. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. Recently. So this is like the start of his new contract. But I mean, I was more hoping that we actually signed Woods rather than Jordan Lewis, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Well, I would have, I would have rather kept Cheeto. To be perfectly honest, I think it was it was an off season. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. 
it was an it was an off season where I th- I think the Cowboys set their their money to the terms to everybody. It was basically a case of right, that's our offer, sign it, or thanks for the memories. And obviously, somebody outbid for Chido Awuzie, and he went to the Bengals, um, and kept Jordan Lewis. Um, We'll get on to the other two, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if um, Anthony Brown lost his, his starting job, to be perfectly honest. Um, we'll get on to the other guys, but for that for that cap number, um, compared to what you're getting, when you consider the amount of talent they've just brought in, I mean, fair enough, it's, it's later round talent in a lot of cases, but you, you're hoping they're ascending players. Anthony Brown's 28. So he's, he's not going to turn into a pro bowler, if you know what I mean. You, you know what you have with Brown now. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the guaranteed money is in terms of Anthony Brown, but don't be surprised if it's Diggs, um, Joseph and um, Lewis starting day one. Yep. In my opinion. Um... If we if we get if we were to cut Anthony Brown, um, he's got one and a half million on bonus this year. He's got one point one point seven five is guaranteed salary, and then one point five next year. So it's a, it'd be a cap hit of four point seven five, a saving of a, a million. Um, so that's yeah, not ideal. It's not ideal, but <clears throat> but uh, on the other hand. They've just spent a second round pick on Joseph. So yep. in terms of our defence, a second round pick is a starter, effectively. So especially who misses in, out? Especially if it's in the top fifty overall. Oh yeah, yeah. Forty four overall. So does that mean does that mean um we brought Lewis back to be a squad player? It seems a lot of you money for, just to be a squad player. It's a bit of a puzzle. I mean, it's, it, it strikes it strikes me as they don't know who their three are, and it's open season in training camp um, because you've still got. We'll get on to the other guys, but um, you've still got Nishan Wright to figure in. Um, I mean, there's Israel Makuma. Yeah, I got it out. Does he figure? Probably not, but... That's also unique because there was the other guys as well. There's Richard Robinson and Reggie Robinson. Like, where do they fit? Do, you, do we see them actually be part of the team? Like, like, are they going to have one of those seasons where turn it flip side? Like, for example, um, Tristan Hill did at the defensive line. Like, he didn't feature at all in his rookie season and came last season just there. He did actually made some good performances until we got injured. So it could be a lot of scenarios for these guys are, are in this list right now. So, but uh, but, but kind of moving on though, um, uh, we kind of jumped, talked about Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, who we think based on the salary cap, we, would you say these these two guys uh, are number one? Number two? In fact, actually, before we move on, we'll bring Brian back in because I think he's all good now. Yo, good mate. Yeah. Nah, nah. No. 
Tastes any better? No. No. <laughs> oh well. The, the the one thing I would say, Richard Robinson won't be on the starting um, opening day roster because he'll, if he, if he remains on the team, he's going to be suspended for the first couple of weeks for the performance enhancing uh, violation yeah. that uh, he picked up round about draft time, I think. So he he will he he'll be will be given a, a an extra spot for him at the moment. Um, Reggie Robinson, obviously, we tried to tried to convert him to a safety last year, which we seem to be doing with Israel this year. Um, they've obviously decided that the Reggie Robinson experiment uh, didn't work, and uh, Dan Quinn wants him back at a cornerback. Now, how he does in training camp remains to be seen. Um, but again, he's a draft pick, so you know. There, there is a little bit of um, a signing bonus carried forward, but again, it's it's manageable because I think he was what was he a fourth rounder, so you're you're probably talking very little. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, certainly the one the one thing they've got certainly in camp is plenty of competition. I mean, when you consider, yeah. I mean, what they're going to keep five corners. We've just rounded off a whole load of names. You've got two, you've got two, maybe three brand new draft picks to come into the equation. You've already got three starters from last year. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, here's the thing, though, Graham. I think there'll be more like special teams. Um, I mean, Brian's talking to us directly from the chat, like working in behind the scenes here. Um, he reckons uh, Rashad Robertson and Maurice Kennedy will be cut, which I think is a fair statement. And he thinks Reggie Reggie will be in the special teams along with uh, CJ and Burton as core special teams. So um, it's a lot of good valid points here. I mean, speaking about like CJ Goodwin, he's on 1.6 million right now. Uh, 1.2, I think it's 1.1.2 guaranteed 400 bonus. I think is that correct, Long? Uh, give me two six. He's the fourth highest. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you're you're realistically you're paying him for his special teams contribution. So, yeah, he's on. uh, He's got a cap hit of one point six, which is, um, he's got four hundred thousand pounds signing bonus and a base salary of one point two. Yeah. Um. So yeah, his his I mean that's fairly for somebody of the stature of a, a sort of Bill Bates uh, special teams guy, then you know that's that's probably pretty good money for him. Um, he is a special teams special teams captain as well, so I don't think you'll see him much as a. You, if anything, he's probably more of a safety than a cornerback, to be honest. Um, but he'll be on the roster for special teams. So, I mean, you, you, you look at it and you go, 1.6 million for special teamers. But that's not the case anymore. 1.6 is about right nowadays. I mean, Dak makes more than that in a week. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's only a question of scale. Uh, and especially if he's a, if he's a captain. Um, that's certainly That's certainly where I see... 
him on the roster. Um, but will we continue down down the line? Who, who's who's up next? Uh, up next is second round draft pick, Mister Trevon Diggs, who is one point just over one point four million. Um, base salary is just under nine hundred thousand, and his bonus is about near five hundred and forty thousand. So. Um, Trevon Diggs was pretty much our best player last year. Hands yeah, down. yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I think it's three across. I think we all agree on that. Um, a second round, a second round rookie to be our best corner. Uh, I think highlights what kind of season we had. <clears throat> um, straight off the bat, he's cornerback number one, without a doubt. Yeah. I don't think it's close. Um, when, um, when, you, when you spend a second round pick bringing in another corner and you've got Anthony Brown on $5 million, you bring back Jordan Lewis, you're you're not sure what's happening at corner. And Trevon Diggs was just a, he was just a special surprise in the second round from last year. Um, what a rookie season he had. Um, and hopefully he'll just develop. Absolutely. I mean, I think, if there was one play that really absolutely start, stood out for me, it was the whole DK Metcalf run back. That was yeah. un, 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 surely un, yeah. unbelievable of determination. And it's something I feel was like lacked in our secondary was that determination. Like, don't get me wrong, like, like Byron Jones was fantastic for us. He really was when he was playing corner and not being this hybrid. But what I don't, I, this is one thing I don't really understand. And this is me, probably my inexperience of the position. Like, because I'm more of a defensive lineman myself, the same with Lauren, but I don't understand the whole switching it up from corner to safety and safety to corner or whatever or not. Like, if they played the majority of their career at cornerback, let them play cornerback. Try and mold, like, if you're trying to try and bring in safety, get us someone who's actually played the actual position, if you know what I mean. Like, so, yeah. My, my understanding of it is, is your ball skills. If you have if you have specific ball skills, you're better off at safety because you can go and attack the ball, um, and you, you're you've got a better than average chance of coming down with the ball. Um, there's also the, the there's also the don't get beat deep kind of thinking behind it as well. Um, I mean, you see you see the amounts of money that safeties are going for nowadays, um, but I mean, he was he was a shutdown corner as well. That's why it hit, it hit us really, really hard. And it still stings. Still stings for me that he walked away for nothing. I know we got... Well, I mean, did, have we got his compensatory pick yet? Do we know? I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, not at the top of my head. Who's, who's that? By, Byron? Leftwich. Yeah, Byron. Byron Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By, Byron we would have got this this year Yeah. in the, dra- in the draft. So I mean, it's, I would, it's that would have been one of the picks. A third mm-hmm. rounder, fair enough, but that's a first round talent. Uh, there's no, chance. there's no, yeah, there's no just, getting away from it. Brian's just saying it's for Chancey Goldston, so and Nash, or Nashon Wright. Nish, I'd say it's Nashon Wright. Uh, the, 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 the third round, yeah. yeah, number nine, number number ninety nine. It was, yeah. So, yeah. Goldston was the pick that we got from the Eagles for moving back to. That's right, yeah. Yep. But again, you look at it; they're bringing in another corner in the top hundred. They've clearly, they've clearly seen corner as a, as a, as a need area. How, I mean, how could they not? See if you're, see if you're Anthony Brown on that salary, you're worried. You've got to be worried. 
Absolutely. I mean, for, for Anthony Brown, with his age coming up, like he's coming, like he's going to be the oldest squad member in that probably that whole secondary, pretty much. I think. Um, I mean, even see, even bringing in a third rounder, a third rounder into our defense, that's he, he Nishon Wright will push to start. He has to a top a top hundred pick coming into our secondary. You're looking at a potential starter. And I just it's it's the whole it's the whole um you know like you've only got one ball in offense you've only got three cornerback positions um outside of nickel so who who sits out are you going to leave your your five million dollar cornerback on the bench because he's not good enough yeah. do you get what I mean like so it could quite easily it could quite easily be Diggs Joseph and uh, Lewis or Wright that start, and it, yep. and if, if as soon as you go down the spreadsheet, you think, hang on a minute, we've got Anthony Brown sitting over there on five million dollars, and he's not getting on the field. What's the point keeping him? Exactly. I mean, other than the, other than burning the the money, I mean, getting. I, I know the money's not great, but it's still a million dollars, and it's a chance to bring somebody else in. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I think I think the the re-signing of Lewis and the the Anthony Brown deal last year is what the Cowboys always do in preparation for the draft. Is they always try and patch up everything so that they don't have any glaring needs going into the going into the draft, and they, that gives them the ability to pick the best player available. Um, as far as Brown and um, Lewis are concerned. Brown's 5'11", Lewis is 5'10". Uh, the corners that we've drafted this season, uh, Joseph's fought 6'1", and you're talking 6'4 for um, Sean Wright, and you're talking 6'4 as well for Israel as well. Now, again, we've, we've talked that Israel's likely to be um, move, moving into the safety position. Um, Six foot four safety. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the whole the whole reason that Dan Quinn likes this the tall guy is it's all if if you're st if if a guy standing there in zone zone coverage, it's the quarterback's got to get the ball over a six foot four player to get it into. So again, it's the, the it tightens the passing windows. Um, so if 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 a guy's sort of standing there and he's six foot four and he's just eyes on the quarterback and the quarterback's throwing the ball, if he can get his hands up or anything like that, the quarterback's got to think about that. So it's gonna it's gonna be a higher release point, and then it's it's gives you a bit more time probably to come and under, get underneath the ball if if you're in if you're in man coverage on him um, from that, from that point of view. So it's it's all about the sort of Passing angles um, for the quarterback and making making it difficult for quarterbacks and receivers to thread the ball right in there. I mean, I mean, I, I'll be honest. Like, like when when we drafted, like I loved the whole like uh, when the, the draft video of Israel. Thought that was quite a nice wee moment for him. That and but looking at his um, actual video. The guy is a physical specimen, like, like for, for, for a cornerback. Like he's, 
but I'm, I'm really interested to see how he well he does. I mean, he's he's the lowest and the like we were talking about like from the highest in the in the salary cap and stuff like that. Israel is obviously right in the lowest right now. He's only what six hundred and ninety-two thousand. Yep. Odd. Yeah, and his bonus is only thirty-two thousand dollars ish. So it's not a lot. Um, do we see him as more of a developmental player, or do we see him like like I know what you were just saying there, Lauren, like you could, uh, Dan Quinn could possibly move in into the safety position, which is. Again, that, that's a position we are desperately in need of as well. Um, that probably will get covered. I think Mike's doing that next week's show, I believe. Yeah. So yeah. that along with special teams, I think it is. Correct um, me if I'm wrong, Mike. Um, I I can't I can't see him any other than the practice squad. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. in in terms of players that we've brought in. Um, Keeping Lewis, drafting two corners. Um, I mean, is the Keanu Neal situation set? Who knows? You know, yeah, is, right. is he set at linebacker? See, that's the, that's another question I'm going to ask. I've got him, he's not on the list I've got right here. And he is pretty much like one of those type of hybrid players where you can play him a corner, but you can also play him as linebacker. So we just don't know. And we didn't really. I, I, I wasn't able to uh, tune in much on the last week's show. I don't know if Ken uh, O'Neill was covered much. Uh, he, he he was, but I mean, obviously Ken O'Neill's probably going to be he's going to be more of a a safety if you're going to move him back into the secondary at all. Um, we were we were talking with Nick's last week that you know obviously Nick's had read something that he was going to be coming in heavier this year at two thirty, so that maybe takes him out of certainly takes him out of what your um, your cornerbacks are going to be weighing in at, yeah. um, whether he sacrifices any speed on that. But he he'd certainly you, the the benefit of having Keanu Neal is that um, if you're in a base three four. And they come out. You've maybe got. You can maybe use him in cover. You can use him as a sort of Darren Woodson type corner, where uh, slot corner. So he's he's a safety who comes down and covers the the slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, the, I'm not. Sorry, you go on. You go. On, you go. No, uh, again, going back to Israel. I mean, yes, I think he's more likely going to be on the practice squad to begin with this season. But um, the reason why they're talking about moving him to safety is his he has played a full at least one year in college. He was a he was a safety. He does have the ball hawking skills um, that you know potentially he could he could stand in if if something happens with uh, Demonte KZ that um, you know he's he's not recovered from his uh, Achilles injuries that he's had. Um, or he, heaven forbid he goes down again, then you know that's where you'd be talking about bringing him up um, to 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 be the free safety. You're certainly not asking him to play strong safety in that thumping role that uh, Donovan Wilson would be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we're I know we're maybe talking close, but Donovan Wilson's a guy. I, I think he, he he is gonna. I think it, it maybe is coming out party this year. I think. Like we saw glimpses of it this year, uh, well, last season there, but 
but he has a hard heart. But anyway, but kind of moving on from we're trying more to talk about <laughs> safeties here. We're supposed to be position breakdown of the corners here. Uh, the next guy I've got on the list is Mr. Kelvin Joseph, who we drafted this year, second round draft pick. He's on 1.4 million on the uh, against is it against the cap? 1.4 yep. million. Yeah, uh, so he's, he's just he's, he's only like twenty thousand dollars less than what Trevon Diggs is earning right now. Uh, uh, so, guys, what are your thoughts on Kelvin Joseph? Potential starter, I think. Potential starter uh, to pick somebody forty-four overall with our with our secondary. You've got it's got to be a potential starter. Um, yeah, you know the. We've, we've talked about, we'll get on to him, but we've talked about Jordan Lewis. They brought Jordan Lewis back for just over $4 million a season. So it wasn't like, oh, we'll just bring him in for training camp, camp body, you know, offer him a couple of million dollars and just be done with it. That's decent money. Okay. I think if I, if I bring up his numbers, um, you know, like I've seen him, I've seen him mentioned so many times as, as a slot corner. Um, I think Kelvin Joseph has got to push Anthony Brown, um, and as soon as as soon as they see an ascending player coming in to to ruffle the feathers of a questionable secondary at best, um, like we talked about it before, I think I think Brown should be worried. I think he's seen so many so many of his position come in. Um, maybe not in terms of free agency. Maybe we we'll, we lean more towards safety at free agency. But to pick two corners in the top hundred, that that must ring alarm bells. So I wouldn't be surprised to see, um, like I said before, Diggs, Joseph, and Lewis in the slot by the end of the season. Uh, yeah, wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I totally agree, Graham. Uh, for me, I feel strongly as well. I'm really keen to see what Brian has to say because he think he thinks he's got a different sortiness. So I'm bringing him back in now. See what he says. Yeah, how, how are we now? Hey! hey. <laughs> Sorry about that. Don't know what happened this evening. But now, um, you, can, yeah, now, now you can host it now. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, so, so, well, no, we, we won't go. I've been listening in the background. But in terms of Kelvin Joseph, I mean, he was brought in as the second round pick at pick 44 he was obviously um and when we spoke to nick aitman on draft night after the mike parsons pick was made nick said to us they had parsons as their highest pick but they were considering um the two corners sertan and the other guy is escaping me at the minute jc horn yeah they did consider taking those two guys so Corner was a position they were going to address and address aggressively alongside the defensive line, which we've covered in previous episodes. So, I mean, in terms of you, you've kind of mentioned the names Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, and you have said that, yeah, they, they, they signed those guys to cover their asses in case they couldn't get the players they wanted. They were able to get Joseph in the second round, who they who I think they had a, a grade one two on, so they might have taken him towards the back end of the first if they were there. So Joseph should be by the end of this season, he should be a starter. He should you should have your two starters are Trevon Diggs, 
Kelvin Joseph, and then a slot guy. Um, Anthony Brown is your starting slot in the dime defense, um, but he could be pushed out very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think as well that um, both Anthony Brown and um, Jordan Lewis, you know, obviously they're, they're not uh, Dan Quinn's guys. They're, they're here from a previous administration. In fact, they're here from two two, pre- two previous administrations. Yeah. But how many times has uh, the likes of... Um, oh, what, what was the secondary coach that came on from Seattle... Um, Chris Richard. Chris Richard. You know, obviously Jordan Lewis wasn't one of his guys. <laughs> Sorry, I just got I just got shivers there, guys. Sorry about that. I just, oh. Sorry, carry on, carry on. Sorry, and in fairness, Richard was good from the start, then it just deteriorated. So I won't yep. say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think if we if we remember Chris Richard, he was a great man for shouting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Lauren, keep keep going on your point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Jordan Lewis obviously wasn't the type of guy that Chris Richard wanted. Chris Richard again wanted the six foot plus corners, yeah. um, but obviously Jordan Lewis did enough that earned uh, Richard's respect, and obviously he got playing time on the back of that. And that's the, that's the attitude they've got to go into this training camp again with is that you know. Th- Yes, great, they've got all this money, but they, they've got to prove themselves for that because one of the things that I brought up last week on the show is that potentially next season, at the moment, we're looking at being 24 million over the cap because mm-hmm. um, we, we know what the, we know what the floor is going to be next year for the for, for next year's cap. Um, and if you go to overthecap.com, it is 24 million that we're over. So we are going to be looking for some of these, um, cut, cutting some of these people. Now, yes, there's going to be a cap charge this year if you get rid of um, the likes of Anthony Brown or uh, Lewis. But, you know, better to hit this year than next season when, um, you know, you. We we we're probably moving on from them at the end of this season. I would say realistically, um, yeah. especially especially if these guys that we've drafted this year come in and do a job and get significant playing time. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd agree. I think they're on one year contracts um, because the money is too rich. There's the production is not there, um, and. I just think the two the, the two young corners we have are better. You can find a slot corner. You have there's a lot of depth there that we have that you can get that slot corner that you need. And I think you made a point well in terms of this is the third different defensive coordinator in three years, and guys are not getting a chance. So I think yes, Chris Richard was a decent coach, but it didn't work out. Mike Nolan, look, we're not going to go over all the ground on that. <laughs> but Dan Quinn is, you just have to look back to Dan Quinn's defense in Seattle. He's a good, he, he was able to build a defense. He knows what he wants. He's got the guys he wants. He's got the measurables on them that he wants. So by the end of the season, as I say, I think you're looking at those guys. Thanks and good luck. These are our guys. These are the guys we want to work with. Yep. Um, but 
I'm, I'm guessing you've gone over Trayvon Diggs already, have you? Yeah, we've anointed him as the next... Um, Everson Walls. I, I... <laughs> Everson Walls. Darren, I heard Darren Woodson's name mentioned. Um, Dion. Dion, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Smith, yeah. All those guys, yeah, absolutely. But... If we look, if if we look at the next day, name on the list, right? So we've Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, Trevon Diggs, Calvin Joseph. Uh, I'm going to look at these two guys with you together, and anyone can chime in. Richard Robinson and Morris Kennedy. Morris Kennedy is a 1.3 million hit. Richard Robinson a 1 million hit. Do you think either of them survives? No. No, I mean, no. Kennedy is somebody we picked up last off season for. Um, he originally was on the Ravens defense, so I mean, obviously he's got experience in different defenses. Um, I think he was actually. I've I've just been listening to on Audible the um, the quarterback book by John Feinstein, and um, Kennedy mentioned gets mentioned a couple of times there for breaking up passes, and in uh, obviously they're picking up. The, the following Joe Flacco season, and Kennedy uh, picks off a few passes there. So he's he's obviously he's established in the league. Last year, uh, when COVID hit, he was one of the COVID opt-outs. So mm-hmm. um, obviously he's got you know he, he the players have their own reasons for uh, pulling out last season. Hopefully he's. Uh, He's got himself vaccinated this year. He's good to go this year, and we'll see what he does in training camp. So you know, yeah. uh, before we go any further, we we just got some breaking news there. Uh, just as as we went into that point, so Paul, if you want to break the news to people, yeah. So 40, uh, 45 minutes ago, Abby Scheffner from NFL Network posted a tweet saying the Cowboys have been fined. $100,000 and Mike McCarthy for $50,000 for OTA violations. So, and just to add on top of that, the 49ers and Cal Shanahan have been fined. Jacksonville Jaros have been hit for 200000 along with Urban Meyer with 100000 So, yeah. That's, uh, I don't know what the violations entail, but Jerry, get the chip out now. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that might speed up the cutting of the two guys that we were talking about there in uh, Kennedy and Richard Robinson. But, Graham, go for Mike, it. Mike Garofolo is also on NFL.com. He's also um, pointing out that the team lose OTA days on 2002. Or 22, rather. 2002? 2002, yeah. Retrospectively, yeah. This could be something as small as... Tackle practice. If we can go back to 2002 season, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the Jaguars do the the, the biggest fine of two hundred thousand dollars, but this could be for something as simple as uh, too long in helmets, too long in pads. Yeah. You know, it could be something as small as it, that. It could be something really stupid. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, don't forget, like. Some of the NFL fines, and I know I may be trying to change the subject when, like, so the, the Jacksonville game I went to a couple of years ago, Antoine Woods got fined for not wearing his socks properly. 
Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think, I think it was like 30, 37 grand. He got fined for not wearing, which is not NFL appropriate, which was the same socks, but he just wore them in a different way. You know what I mean? That, what? What's that old saying about the NFL? No fun league. No, no fun, fun There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that point from DJ Dog, um, that's pocket change for Jerry. I would question if Jerry even notice. That's more like, <laughs> that's more like petty cash. You know, yeah. Jerry's, se- Jerry's secretary says to him, Jerry, we got fined this week. How much was it? 50 grand. I'll take it out of petty cash. Yeah. No, we'll, 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 go without, we'll go without Gatorade for a day. <laughs> Or iced tea for Jerry. Like it comes through as breaking news, but it's quiet just now. So they're gonna yeah. they're gonna jump yeah. on anything they can really at the moment, aren't yeah. they? And to, and to be honest, if that's if that's the only off season storyline around the Cowboys, then I'll I'll yeah. take that to be honest. We've had yeah. worse. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it must be it must be some sort of procedure. It must be some sort of procedure that we've done wrong because we didn't. Other than I think we kept the rookies a bit longer for a a, a rookie school um, after the OTAs, but um, we didn't use up the full entitlement as far as I was aware. Especially on yeah. that, you know, they actually can't. They actually cancelled one other day for a a team bonding session. I don't know what they ended up doing, but the you know, it's probably again going out to a dude ranch or something like that and yeah. um so, doing doing corporate activities, that sort of stuff. So So Nick's Nick Shook on NFL.com has a paragraph. Um specifics of the violations are unknown, though they are typically centered on intensity of practice sessions and resulting contact. So it's tackling. It's tackling. It's too yeah. much tackling, effectively. Oh, God yeah. right. I mean, they're in shorts and jerseys and, you know, <laughs> helmets. It's not like, you know, <laughs> they're not doing the Oklahoma drill just yet. <laughs> Yo. Oh, I love I love the Okies, man. That, that was one of my favourite drills. Even though it's always a 50-50 chance, but it was fun. It was so much fun. Just, just for new listeners, Paul, what's the, what's the Oklahoma drill? It's just a head to head. Yeah. Head to head. Like, see, because I was O line, I played the O line, played D line. You're up against the uh, other side of the opposition. It was never against the linebacker or whatever that. You're yeah. playing against the guys who's up front. And basically, if you can drive him back, pancake him, everyone's going to go mental. Or if you beat your guy and get, if you're a defensive lineman, beat your, like, still get past them and still make contact to the running back, you win pretty much. It's, yeah. It's, I loved it, but it, it can cause so much controversy when it comes to Oh, injuries. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's true. Well, we've we, we, we've gotten a little into the weeds and a little sidetracked there, but it's it's still it's still it's still good to, to consider it. Um so Morris Kennedy, what's the opinion? Are we are we gonna carry him or are we gonna cut him? I don't think honest, there's a big case. I'll be honest, but I don't really have an opinion of him. Hmm. Like, cause I, it's, I probably, it's like, 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 I think he's on quite high considering what his cap is. Am I right? And we've not yeah. really seen much of him at all. Yeah, he I mean, brought in. Go on, Lord. Well, again, he's. I, I was saying earlier about how we thought uh, Anthony Brown was our longest tenured player. 
Kennedy's also been in the league five years as well. So I mean, he, you know, he is he is costing a lot less than Brown. So you, again, you could probably talk if he if he has a great training camp. But the potential there is again that um, you know because he was at, sat out last year. You know, again, we were talking last week about how um, you know you saw Parsons at the Senior Bowl where he was a step behind everybody else, as with any as with anybody who sat out last year and went to the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they were all, you know, they didn't have the same sort of um, in, instincts, so they were always a step behind as such. That may be the case with Kennedy again this year, but I mean, again, if you know his salary is low enough, it, Steve, Stephen wants to Stephen wants to be getting rid of some of these high high salary guys. Uh, take the take the hit this year, and then obviously we're better off next year against the salary cap. So, if if Kennedy can come in, and obviously he's got the experience from playing in the in the Baltimore Ravens defense, um, much much like. Uh, the likes of Brandon Carr, who you know certainly seem to flourish there. Um, so yeah. again, it, it, it could potentially be in this this system, carve out a niche for himself, and you know, bye bye Brown, bye bye Lewis. You know, and again, it help helps with our cap situation next year. It all depends realistically on how he how he produces in trade camp, and you know, we we could be saying yes he, at the moment. You know, our opinion is he's probably out the door at the moment. But you know, we have to see how they perform in training camp. Nobody should be going into this training camp saying, "Oh, yeah, I've I've, I've locked up a roster spot." Um, I mean, as we said there, even the likes of Brown and Lewis, they should be going in thinking that you know they need to establish themselves and establish themselves quite early on in training camp. So. We just need to see how it how it goes. Certainly, by Canada's measurables, um, he's a candidate for special teams. Six foot six foot one, and one hundred ninety three pounds. So, being a cornerback, you'd like to think they had the speed. They can hit. They can block. You know, on punt teams, you would like to think. Um, but as as a corner goes, I think there's there's too much uncertainty already. Um, I mean, if they can go into the season with uh, Diggs, Lewis, Brown, um, the names is Lewis, Lewis, you know, uh, uh, Joseph, even Nation Wright. I mean, there's there's six guys I've just rained off. Um, do you think Morris Kennedy is going to break into that six? Probably not. Not for me. Not um, for me. But. Special teams, why not? Why not? I think cornerbacks are especially good mm-hmm. on, on punt return. That are their, their their position is certainly good. Um, yeah, block, hit, run. You know, text boxes. Yeah, I think I think for me, if he's if he's to survive, it's he's going to have to ball out in camp because CJ Goldwyn's not going anywhere. He's your he's your special teams core player, um, and Deontay Burton is your next special teams core player. So he's going to have to improve. He's going to have to show better than both of those guys to survive. Well, just um, just by mathematics, that's eight names. Yeah, yeah. So 
Like, you are, you are carrying an extra two roster spots, but, you know, are you really going to go eight deep at corner? I don't think so. Yeah. Having a further dig into Canada, I mean, basically every year that he played for the Ravens, he ended up on injured reserve. So he's, he's, not, he's not got a good injury history. No. Um, I mean, so here last year, so... Yep. So I, again, yeah, he maybe does have one foot out the door. We just, you know, he, if he can, if he can prove that he's got, he, he's passed all of his injury issues, and you know, as I say, he performs in camp, then who knows, the the door's still open for him. But yes, yeah. he's he, he's likely being squeezed out. Yeah, I think I'm just pulling up the comment here from DJ Dog that. He'll, he'll be squeezed out by younger, cheaper draft picks of a higher ceiling. I think that is that is a fair assessment. Like, I'm looking at the numbers. Israel Mukuamu, about 700 grand. Nation Wright, about 800, 900 grand. You know, why would you carry a guy who's not going to get snaps for 1.3 million? Just doesn't make sense. Just to, I think, to go into an insight on ESPN, they have him listed as the, the fifth or sixth corner alongside mm-hmm. Reggie Robinson, but behind them they have Nishon Wright and CJ Goodwin listed. Now, if yeah. you're cutting the 99th pick overall in the draft, you've screwed up, and yeah. CJ Goodwin is a special teams captain. So straight away I moved them ahead of those two. So that yeah. puts... That puts Kennedy and Robinson, what eighth, ninth on the list? Yeah. I, I mean, what they're going to keep seven corners most? I'd say seven. Yeah, seven tops. No, seven. Yeah, about. I, yeah. I think it's eleven defensive backs they'll keep, and we kind of know the the four they plan to keep for safety. But that's for that's for next week's show. It's, it sounds it sounds terrible, but the guys we're going to be talking about. For the rest of the podcast, it's terrible, but they need an injury. They need a they need an injury ahead of them. They need they need yeah. to take somebody else's snaps from them. It's a br- yeah. it's a brutal business, but it is a business. They see it in hard knocks all the time. Uh, next man up, and was, that is what these guys need. I was just about to say that exact same term. The next man up, like yeah. Yep. Like coaches don't say that. They, 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 coaches will say, "Yeah, it's a big loss, but next man up, they've got an opportunity." Most of them. Yeah. I mean, I, again, going by that ESPN uh, depth chart. I mean, Nashon obviously through OTAs, all you heard was Nashon Wright picked off this ball. Nashon Wright was great. You didn't hear anything about Kennedy or anybody else so no. you know that suggests that already yes a lot of people were poo-pooing the the fact that we drafted Nishon Wright um at 99 because I mean he was Dame Brugler's 38th uh, cornerback uh, and you know yeah. there was certainly pl- plenty there before him but you know uh, as I said earlier on that um you know when Dan Quinn likes these six foot four guys like in the Richard Sherman mold then you know, you take the player where you want to make sure that you've got a chance of getting him. Now, if we'd waited until the fourth round, yeah, we wouldn't. Great, we would have got Jabril Cox maybe in, at the tail end of the third round. There's no guarantee that somebody else wouldn't try to get um, try to get in the Sean right in the fourth round there. And you know, we might be sitting there going, "Well, 
God, we're going in with uh, Joseph, and we're going in with um, we're going in with the the guys that we brought back this year. So, you know, Nashawn Wright's already proven that he's he's making a name for himself uh, himself uh, going into training camp. Perhaps you know if he carries on with training camp, we might be saying we got an absolute steal in the third round for him. You know, and mm-hmm. it, you know how many yeah. times. You've got guys like Brady, uh, Tom Brady, obviously, who obviously went so late in the draft. And, you know, how many people, if you, if you were going back, if you knew now and you had, a, you had a DeLorean and you went back and said, right, OK, I want to draft this guy. Yes, you'd be laughed out. You'd probably be laughed when you were being drafted, when you drafted them. But, you know, great. Um you you now have the you now have the benefit that you know he's going to be great. So Nashawn Wright could could end up being a star in this league, especially in the, the Dan Quinn system. So yeah, if we if we if we take the next two guys, uh, Rochelle Robinson and Reggie Robinson, are both of those guys fighting for a roster spot? I wouldn't say worst. Well, special teams, yeah, but. Don't see them being start like being actual corners, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that we made we made the point at the time. Don't take performance enhancing drugs. Simply yep. do not do it, be- yeah. especially in their positions. That yeah. because yeah. the team is looking for every excuse to cut you, and then you go and hand them a perfect excuse. Um, like I think we talked about it all the time. The Cowboys will have specific. Uh, staff in that weight room and the in the facility. Can I take this? Can I not take this? There is no excuse. Um, yep. Certainly, in, uh, from what I've from what I've heard, if it's on the bad substance list, ask. And yeah. for him to go and get caught out like that, I mean, maybe, maybe it was maybe it was perfectly perfectly innocent, but. You cannot make mistakes like that when you're fighting to be the sixth, seventh guy on the roster. You simply can't do it. Yeah, and I mean uh, the the fact that Reggie Robbins Reggie Robinson hasn't, um, you know, the the experiment with switching him to safety last year never got him on the didn't get him on the field for much last year at all. That's maybe a a, a small black mark that you know he, he's he's not got any. Um, Position flex. If there's if there's anything that happens to uh, players in the secondary, um, and you need to bring him up, he he real, uh, realistically now is just a going to be a one trick pony. In that you you need him to play cornerback and you need him to play well. I, I, again, it's it's up to him to to, to make a name for himself um, in training camp this year. Yeah, um, like I think in terms of Richard Robinson, I'd call him. I'd have no problem with saying, "Look, goodbye." It's it's an easy cut. He's no dead cap. Um, it's an easy decision for me. Reggie Robinson. I know the excitement there was around this guy, especially from the likes of Jeff Kavanagh, from uh, Kevin Turner. They, these guys were excited about him, but. He's not done anything. He, he again, as as we said earlier, Nishan Wright. His name is being mentioned. He's doing things in camp. He's around the ball. 
this coaching staff are not married to Reggie Robinson either. And he could be a guy they just go, sorry, you're not our guy. Best of luck. But if we move on to the next guy then, it's Israel Mukuamu. What are opinions on this guy? Sixth round pick. We generally tend to do well with our sixth round picks. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've discussed him briefly in the past, and uh, as I say, I mean, he, you know, he, he his his draft video. I think he came on and said, "Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the 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 best cornerback in this league wow. and all that." And they phoned they phoned them up almost immediately, and he said, "You know, actually, we're moving you to second. We're we're moving you to safety." So I think we'll probably should be discussing him next week, um, <laughs> in the in the safety class. Moving moving the yes, he could be. It could end up being like Byron Jones, where we we maybe do play him all over the roster. Um, Steve, Stephen, Stephen would certainly love to have him on the roster this year again. He, you know, it's, it means he's taking a place as somebody who's higher priced, um, and again helps us with the cap next year or, or this year and next year. Um, but the, the, I, I, there's too too many question marks about him as to where he's yeah. going to be on this roster if he is. I, w- I, I will admit I am trying to play for time because. We've, we we have been postponing talk of Nishan right all night. Mike was hoping to join us, but it just it doesn't look like it's going to happen now. So let, let, let's throw the floor open on Nishan Wright. I mean, it, as we said, it's a name that's sticking out across the OTAs, across the rookie minicamp. Oregon State, six foot four. I think he's a wingspan of 84 inches. I mean, this guy has the wingspan of a friggin' pterodactyl. He's going to get the ball. It reminds me of John Jones, the UFC fighter. That's exactly yes. Well, exactly has like let reach height. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like I'm I'm six foot four, and I don't think my wingspan is more than seventy four inches. So a whole ten inches more than me. This guy is big. Yeah. But yeah. what are opinions on him? Where where do we think the ceiling is going to be with Nashawn Rice? Do do you think by the by the end of the season he is your slot corner? Do you think is he an outside corner or I mean for me six foot four says outside. Yeah. Yep. Easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean see see taking anybody in the top hundred. I think you've you've got to be looking at a starter. I don't yeah. know if you heard it as a start, but I'm looking at Anthony Brown's um, cap number, and I'm going, oh, hold on a minute, because we've got brand new draft picks coming in, and we've got um, an average. It's certainly in our in our cornerback room, we have an average corner. We're talking about on almost five million dollars, but then we've got this we've got this draft pick coming in. Around the million dollars, who we've just spent capital on. I mean, if you look at those two scenarios just there, you're going to go, you're going to go younger, and you're going to go cheaper, and you're going to go with guys you can mold and work with, not a 28 year old yeah. who you brought back in just in case the draft didn't work out. And that's, mm. I mean, we, we, 
he was he was he was one of our corners last year, and we can't we can't give any praise to our cornerback as a whole, our cornerback group last year, and he was one yeah. of them. So, do we go with the status quo, or we do we try and move on from that in terms of two top hundred draft picks? I think the I think the roadmap is set out for Joseph and Wright. To be perfectly honest, I think to bring the, to bring those two guys in, knowing who Brown is, knowing who Lewis is, bringing them back in on decent money, not not over the top, decent money on three year deals. I think it's paved for these two guys to go and start alongside Diggs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would this be easily be like I, I think when he's mentioned this earlier, like would this be pretty much the youngest cornerback core in the league? It's got to. I think it's got to be. Yeah, yeah, it is. Outside, outside of Brown and Lewis, they're what 22, 23? Yeah, yep. I, and it kind of it kind of fed into the next point I was I was going to bring up. Um. In terms of our cap, we've about, I think, Lauren, and correct me, jump in here if I'm wrong. I think it's about eight and a half, nine million in cap space. And we, you did make the point that this is a young group. Is there an opinion amongst you in terms of bringing in a veteran corner if one became available? I know everyone has said, Richard Sherman, I'm not going to get on that train. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm off it. But if another veteran corner became available, would would you be interested? Because, as you say, it's a young group. It needs a bit of guidance. I, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think you'll probably be looking at um, see what cuts are made at the end of training camp uh, around the league. Um, again, if it, you know, we're by no means in the worst position next year for in terms of the salary cap. So yeah. a lot of teams are going to be looking at cutting some cutting some dead weight. Um, so again, there might be some good corners that come on the, on the market um, at the end of training camp. You know, I, again, it's it's up to the professional scouts to be going around and at least catching some of the training camps and seeing what is available um, and how they would fit into our system. Now, um, it's whether there's anybody available that fits the mold that Dan Quinn would be looking for. I get, I, and if you want to, if you want to make sure that you get in, slip, slip a seventh round to the, the, the team um, that's about to cut him. And, you know, uh, make sure that you get get the guy, but um, I I see a lot of people still, you know, I still get emails coming in saying that you know uh, Richard Sherman should be a target for us and all that. I don't, I, you know, w if Richard Sherman was a target for anybody, he would have been picked up now. I yes. think, to be honest, he he he, he might get he might get picked <laughs> up. He might get picked up as an emergency option for most teams this year, but um, he didn't. Yeah. You know, he he was suffering from injuries at the tail end of his Seattle career. Again, with the 49ers, you know, he played admirably, but again, he finished the season on injured reserve as well. Um, so, yes. yeah. 
you, you, you've actually brought up an interesting point here, Lauren. And I, it, just while you were saying that, it, it dawned on me. Like, Dan Quinn has, bit, has a young defence now. Is this not reminiscent of what he had in Seattle when he had the likes of Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, Michael Bennett, a young Bobby Wagner? These guys well, are all young, hungry, let-me-play yeah. guys with attitude. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's a great point, and I'm gonna tack on to that. Um, and that you could argue that Trevon Diggs was our best corner last season at 22. So yeah. why should I be taking advice from the 28 year old when mm. all the news sites and the fan sites are screaming my name? Mm. You know, I should I should be listening to my coaches and ascending that way, especially with Dan Quinn coming in. But just what you said there, Brian. Right, and Joseph will be looking at that thinking, I'm as good as JC Horn. Why wasn't I a first yeah. round pick? Yeah. That's that's what you that's what you effectively want. Everybody who wasn't in the first round pick uh, the first round to think. Um so yeah, the similarities are there. Just to add um, to yeah. what you're saying there, Graham, every player that's been drafted is not in the first round should be thinking having a chip on their shoulder. Every mm-hmm. single one of them. Yeah. More, more so the players more further back, the guys in the third rounds, the fourth rounds, they should be playing with more determination, more than anything, to mm. prove, prove the bigger point. So, yeah. yeah. But to go, to go back to Richard Sherman, I'm so glad that, that Lauren said that. Um, we're, <laughs> we're in the 1st of July. We're in the 1st of July. There are 32 teams in the league, and he hasn't signed for one of them. So whether yeah. he thinks his performance level is up here, and everybody thinks he's perform, has everybody every team thinks he's way down here, or if he's waiting for an injury, which I think is a bit of an arrogant thing to do, Agreed. or I will tell you exactly why people are saying his name is because his name is marketable. That's why yeah. they only, they only yep. know him because of his name. Like, yeah, they did not watch him play last season. Like he would like. Yeah, he put in a lot of effort, but like Lauren just said there, like if it was admirable, but it, I can't even pronounce it. But uh, it, he was putting an injury himself. Why would you want yeah. to sign a why, why would you want to sign a player who's yeah. on the end in the end of his career who has got multiple injuries? Like, don't get me wrong, yeah, Richard Sherman, like as a overall career, yeah, he was a, he was a good corner. Don't get me wrong, mm. but we don't want a player as worn out we want a player that's hungry for the ball and if we're going to bring an experienced player in it needs to be someone that we, we may actually potentially need to trade for potentially we might have yeah. to do that at some point that's definitely and, uh, an option yeah and picking up on that i mean where, where you need your experience in the secondary is realistically the 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 the, the, the safeties um, yeah. That's obviously they're responsible for making sure that everybody's lined up right, making sure that um, you know making little adjustments. Uh, guys like um, you go back to the, the the Landry years and guys like Cliff Harris and Charlie Waters. You know, the, the, I get I hate to uh, repeat myself from last week, but I'd said that. Um, between 80, 1980 and 1985, we had something, some silly number of uh, interceptions. And mm. we, 
in the entire Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy era, we have not even passed that. So in five years of what was Thurman's Thieves, where you had the likes of Michael Downs, who was an undrafted free agent rookie. Everson was undrafted free agent rookie. Yes, you had guys like Dennis Thurman, Charlie Waters. Um, you know, they've recorded more in five, more interceptions in five years than we've done in, what, almost oh, coming up 15, 15 years. Um, now, a lot, a lot of that can be said that you, you had... The, and again, this picks up on another point, is that Dan Quinn's defences are actually more notorious for the fact that the front seven is aggressive at getting to the quarterback. And that makes it easier for the the cornerbacks because all they have to do is actually hold hold up the receivers for three seconds or so, and then the ball's, um, the ball's in the air. If the ball, if the quarterback's not throwing the ball correctly, and again with these, as I said earlier tonight, that you know these guys that are six four, if they're standing there, it's it means it's harder to get the the passes into the passing window. Um, you know, if, if you think of a six four cornerback running stride for stride with a, a wide receiver, and you're trying to get the ball to him. You know, just think if the ball, as the ball's coming down, you've got to try and get that over a six foot four corners uh, helmet to to get it into a wide receiver's hands. You need that wide receiver to be two, three yards further down the field, if nothing else, to get to, to, to zip it in. Go on, Paul. Paul, you're dying. Get in. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned my receivers, right? Because if there's one thing that our corners and safeties should be proud about right now. It's like they're up against Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb, right? And Blake Jarwin. And Blake Jarwin, right? Well, you could add him as well, I suppose. Like, depending, is he going to be the same player? But the thing is, what, what the point I'm trying to make is, is like, the only thing of a right receiver core better, I would say, is better than us, is probably Tampa Bay's right now, right? But... We've got a, a, a good fundamental offense. Our defense should be stepping up to the plate. Like if they're not doing it, and if they, like if they can do it in training, then they won't be doing it on the field. Like this is like it, it's literally gold for defenses to have an offense that is going to make you better every single day. Yeah, you're going to yeah. get beat. Yeah, you're going to get pushed. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to go found found your ass regardless. Yeah, you might actually get. Might get the one off on Lamb or Cooper and that, but the fact is, these type of players are there to help you make you get better. So it's just the kind yeah. of thought what, what when uh, Lauren just mentioned about right receivers, and I thought no, we didn't even mention the fact that our offense, what we can do to help improve our defense, like yeah. you know what I mean. So it's it, it works yin and yang, you know. It's 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 like that old saying of iron sharpens iron, exactly, and that's what you want. So but um, our, but, uh, but if our offense is not helping our defense become better, then obviously that was down to we saw that last year, and that was obviously down to Mike Nolan who failed mm-hmm. to recognize that. So hopefully with Dan Quinn, he can help adjust in terms of what he sees with a really good offense that we have already. He can help adjust with those certain players. He's a more hands-on coach. Go like so, go to Trevor and Dex, go to like so, Anthony mm-hmm. Brown, whoever. Give those final readjustments. Maybe taking a couple of step backs in terms of 
get more breathing space for the wide receiver then attack or whatever. But we don't know. Like it, it's it's all down to how those the coaches see it and how they sh- shot on film during study time. Uh, that they play uh, going through film. So I just wanted to kind of point that out. Yeah. We're, we're an hour and 15 minutes in. I joined half an hour late, but I'm going to put a gun to your head, guys, right? Uh, and you, I'll, I'll go around to you individually. Seven, we're going we're gonna to say we're going to carry seven corners. Who are your seven corners you're going to carry? Oh, uh, hold on, man. I need to list it. If any of you are ready, just go for it. Or even if you all just collectively right. want to pick, pick the seven. Right, so Brown, Lewis, Diggs, Joseph, Goodwin. Yeah. And Wright. And Wright. Yeah. And I'd, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably leave it at that, to be honest. I'd maybe go six and uh, yeah. have, have guys sitting on, sitting on the practice squad that you can bring up. Yeah. Um, yes, y- yes, you have a chance of losing them, but maybe, maybe, you know, it, it's Jerry's done it before that you know you pay so you pay somebody what is a a fifty third uh, roster spot um, mm. to sit o- to sit on the practice squad and not go not go any not answer any approaches from any other team that's looking to pick him up. So, um, you know, I think we that with Rico gathers that a couple of years ago that. You know, we we actually paid him for sitting sitting in the practice squad. Yeah, I know it's a bad it's a bad example, but you know, we actually paid him to make sure that he didn't go anywhere else. It's just the name Rico Gallows. Like I thought, I thought <laughs> the, the way we, the, the way everyone was talking about him was going to be the next Antonio Gates. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd scrub that name from my mind, Lord. You've <laughs> just put it back there for another year, but. Yep, that's uh, right. Be, be, before we get out of here, I think we, 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 we'll pay the bills yeah. um, and give a shout out to our sponsor. So, Paul, I'd say you might be quicker to it than me, but there we go. If anyone yeah. wants to do the shout out. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, so, guys, if you're planning on going to a Dallas Cowboys game this season, be sure to go and check out cowboysexperience.com where you can get the ultimate meet and greet tailgate and game day experience. Like myself and Jamie have used them before. They, you get treated like absolute royalty. And it's just an absolute honor to have these guys to help support us and our channel. But listen, if you use the code UK Cowboys, you get what? Free stuff. You get free stuff. And who doesn't like free stuff? Yeah. Don't go, be on, a clown. go on, Grim. Give, it, give us the line. Don't be a clown. UK Cowboys get free stuff. Yeah, just, there also, we go. just also just to end on top though, with everything with the restrictions in the US right now, it's potentially we might we might actually our UK fans might actually get to go over this year, fingers crossed. So yeah, we're still we're still waiting for the US government, UK government to put the green light on that. So yeah. hopefully in the hopefully in the next coming weeks, because I am certainly wait, waiting so <laughs> um we, we we have we have been talking to Barry in recent weeks and we know the plans that Barry and his team have in place, and it's going to be a bigger, better, bolder experience when people are able to get out there. So make sure and book it through Barry. You will not regret it. Just before we finish up there, Brian, dog gave us our what, what was seven there? 
Yeah, and so Diggs, Lewis. Who's going with six? Yeah, and Brown is He's going six cut. and Browning cut. Yeah. Yeah, to me that makes sense because of the salary cap. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see yeah. that. I, I, I could get on board with it. I could I, I, get on board I, I, with yeah. it. Yeah. Any, anyone else have another surprise cut or... We leave it at that. It would certainly be a sore one to get rid of Brown. I mean, it would. You you yeah, take a. Yeah. By my count, you take a was it three and a half million dollars. Bite out well, of you, the cap. You're yeah. sa- you'd you'd save a you'd save a million this year on basically his cap charge at the moment. You'd save a million if you got rid of him. Um, yeah, which, but that 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 million is not really a saving until. Because you have to factor in someone has to come up onto the roster. And at yep. the minute, it's nearly a similar cut. So for me, unless you're cutting a guy and you're saving two or three million, it's not really a cut. Like you're only saving hundreds of thousands, maybe. So it's it's six well, one half dozen in the other. What I will say, though, is that Brown is a year into a three-year deal and Jordan Lewis has just been re-signed. Yeah. So yep. Lewis is, he's the kind of, he's the kind of front runner in terms of new money. Mm. If you get what I mean? Brown's working on his deal, whereas yeah. Lewis is just starting his deal. So yep. I'm keeping an eye on that as an indication about who makes it and who doesn't. Yeah. So, I think I think with that I think we, we we'll wrap up. I think Jesus, that's that's nearly an hour and twenty five minutes we've run, considering we do we, we had problems at the start with with Irish internet connections and <laughs> me not putting money in the machine, but uh, we 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 got there in the end. We've covered all of our corners, but um, if if people follow, look, guys, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. All social media channels were on YouTube. You can get us on all the normal podcast channels. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Interact with us. Ask us questions. We love that. At the end of the day, we're just four guys and Jamie and Rich and Mike as well talking about things. We need you guys to interact with us as well and ask us questions. We're the Magnificent Seven. Yep. I like that. And no... As I said, as I've said before, nobody can really, you know, you're all entitled to your opinion. It's not, nobody's got a stupid opinion unless you're yeah. telling us that we need to sign Richard Sherman right now. I would argue with that. But, um, <laughs> you know, you know a, a, everybody's entitled <laughs> to their opinion. <laughs> everybody's entitled to the opinion. So hit, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and we'll, we'll chat away with you. You argue your point, I'll argue mine. We'll meet in the middle. Absolutely. So with with that, we'll wrap up. So from myself here in Ireland, from the three guys in Scotland. Cheers. 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 See you next time.